you're in the right place. The place where you can learn to improve your health and achieve wellness naturally. You're in the right place. This is Naturally Speaking, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. Welcome into Naturally Speaking. You're with the Institute of Natural Health here in the Caldi's Coffee Studio. Today we're going to talk about weight loss, a topic that almost everyone talks about. you got a couple pounds you like to lose. It was after the holidays. You're trying to get ready for bikini season. Maybe you got some stubborn five pounds you can't lose. Everyone's got, everyone seems to have some issue with weight. So before we jump into that, uh, let's introduce the hosts here. I am Dr. Seth Gerlach. I am a doctor of chiropractic and I have a diplomate in internal diagnosis. I was really sick as a teenager and a child. I was on a handful of medications and I kind of really built myself back together, back to health, and now I'm bigger, stronger than ever. So I'm glad to be back here and sharing my story with everyone. Also with us today, Dr. TJ Williams. He is a doctor of chiropractic. He also has a PhD in physiology, and he also has a diplomate in internal diagnosis. Dr. TJ speaks all over the country on different topics. Uh, he's always reading, researching, and uh, teaching other people a little bit about health. And in my free time, I like to enjoy my own glass of Caldi's coffee. It's amazing. Oh, while you're walking on the beach? Yes, walking on the beach, waking up in the morning, driving to work, oh. sitting at the office. You know, it's delicious. Great plug. Okay. <laughs> also with us. Yeah, just throwing it out there. <laughs> also with us is Erin Flynn. Um, she is with us today from a patient perspective. So she'll be asking those questions that hopefully a lot of you out there are thinking. She'll also keep us on track because Dr. TJ and I like to go off the rails sometimes. Yes, and I'm really excited about the weight loss show. I think there are a lot of things that hopefully all of us can learn. So I'm excited to get started with this. Great. She got excited a couple of weeks ago when we decided that this was going to be one of the topics. And she, she hasn't been able to shut up about it since. So <laughs> she's, pretty, she's pretty stoked about this one. So here we go. Uh, first off, we want to go over some myths and clear up some, uh, some things that are out there you've probably heard that they're not necessarily true. So let's start talking about these, TJ. What do you think? Uh, let's do it. Uh, the first one on the uh, agenda is... Uh, calories in versus calories out. We've been taught this thing that if you eat 100 calories and you exercise 100 calories worth, that it equals out, and you'll lose you you'll um, not lose any weight or not gain weight and not lose weight. So if you exercise for 300 calories and you only eat 100 calories, you'll lose weight. Well, that's not true at all. Not even close. Right, and all calories aren't created equal too. So you could have. You say I'm a low, I'm on a low calorie diet. You could have a thousand calories of ice cream a day. That's right. And, well, and you just you just got a bunch of sugar and dairy. And if you've listened to the show at all, we pretty much despise sugar and dairy. Yep. Well, I don't know if they they don't advocate eating it, but oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Definitely don't like it. Uh, the next one, Doctor TJ, I got. Um, we've been heard that fat makes you fat, or eating fat makes you fat. Yep. Lies, lies, and more lies. So the uh, was it in the 80s, I think, that the U.S. government came out with the new dietary guidelines and everything was low-fat this, low-fat that, no butter, no meat, no nothing. And since then, ironically, the number of diabetes and heart disease has skyrocketed. And obesity. It's just and obesity. gone crazy because when they took the fat out of the food to make it not taste like cardboard, they just put in piles and piles of sugar. Isn't that huh. weird? Go figure. It's not fat that makes you fat, folks. It's sugar that makes you fat. 
Yes. And I think that's probably shocking to a lot of people. That was certainly shocking to me because it goes against everything I have ever heard. Um, I grew up, you know, I remember the low fat craze and everyone was trying to eliminate fat from your diet. So it's really surprising to have doctors telling you that eating fat is okay. Right. And we actually need fat to survive. Actually, our brain is mostly fat. So they've done a lot of studies that show that people on a low fat diet or have the lowest uh, cognition levels, so yeah, they can't think straight. But is that true even if someone's trying to lose weight? Pretty much. You would still say eat more fat, eat, eat, eat less fat, sugar? Eat more fat, eat more protein, eat what, less sugar. What is the reason for that? Well, that's what your body thrives on. Our body is made to consume meat and vegetables, and it's not made to, uh, and fat, and it's not made to consume all this excess sugar. I mean, we've said it before on the show the turn of the century, the average American was consuming about two pounds of sugar. Today, we're consuming over a hundred pounds of sugar. Wow! Right, per Huge year, difference. we're eating a hundred pounds of sugar a year. That's a person worth of sugar. Well, I guess that's surprising to me. I understand, you know, there is a lot of candy and sugary cereals and things like that, but it's still that seems like an extremely excessive amount is where is the sugar coming from? It's in everything. I mean, you can pick up a label, pick up a bottle of ketchup. Most ketchups out there, the first ingredient is high fructose corn syrup. That's sugar. I mean, and that you can pick up any kind of processed packaged food and it's going to have loads and loads of sugar in it. Yeah, it's a shame because kids these days, they start with a big, a big bowl of cereal for breakfast that's just chock full of sugar and then they may have a toaster strudel with sugar on top and they go to school and have a piece of candy or something, and then before and, you know it, you and, got... And the parents want to know, you know, why Why does my kid have being uh, diagnosed with ADD? Well, it's, they're all hopped up on sugar and Mountain Dew, folks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ricky Bobby right there, folks. They're, oh, uh, I'm bringing it out. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and when we, when we say fat, fat is good, we're talking about, you know, good quality meats, grass-fed meats, organic... Um, coconut oil, olive oil, nuts and seeds, things like that. That's that's just great for you. Uh, another one here, Dr. TJ, and you may weigh on in this because you have a PhD in this. Uh, exercising more will let, will make me lose weight. That is actually false. It doesn't necessarily mean if you go out and exercise more that you're going to lose more weight. Um, it, a lot of it has to do with the type of exercise that we're doing. Um, for people. High-intensity interval training, we're learning more and more about. It's been around for a long time. It's been proposed for a long time. Is much better for people than like going out and doing long-distance, steady-state running. So just going out for a jog or a walk is less beneficial for you than climbing the, a flight of stairs for a minute as fast as you possibly can. Yeah, I love do, doing high-intensity training. Yeah. You get it done in a fraction of the time. Right. And research says four minutes of it is uh, is better than 45 minutes of steady-state aerobic training, like walking and, and or jogging, something like that. That's amazing. That's great. And I'd, I always tell people, too, that diet is more important than exercising if you're trying to lose weight, too. Well, yeah. and I've always heard, you know, you can't outrun a bad diet. And so that it seems like that makes a lot of sense. It does. Um, Dr. Aaron. Yeah, Dr. Aaron. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you I heard it I think that was first. Pinterest she, that I got <laughs> that. But... Dr. Pinterest. <laughs> oh, but I'm glad great. I could contribute something. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> what, what's the next one on the list here? Seth? Um, I know you had a couple more. Yeah, this is the one I hear a lot. It's, you know, my mom was overweight, my dad was overweight, so, you know, I'm destined to be overweight. 
Yeah, false. Are, are you okay? We, this one, I, this one annoys me that people actually think that just because your mom was overweight and your dad was overweight that you too will be overweight. It's not true at all. What we learn as children is our dietary and exercising habits from our parents. That's what we that's what we learn, that's what we know. And so we exercise and eat like our parents did. And so if they had bad habits, we picked up those bad habits. We're going to be overweight just like them. And I I understand what you're saying and I'm sure you know you have done the research on this, but I guess my thinking is it is probably more difficult from some for some people than it is for others, right? Well, that, that's true. Sometimes people just because they can't lose weight doesn't mean it's anything that they're doing correctly or incorrectly. Sometimes it's not your fault at all. Sometimes we have things going on inside of us that prohibit us from losing weight, no matter how hard we try. And there are a lot of people out there that have tried diets, and the diet will work. As soon as they get off of their diet, they gain all of their weight back plus a few friends, and that's not necessarily their fault. They could have been doing things correctly, but because of things inside their gut or the health of their system, they may not be able to actually lose that weight and keep that weight off. There's some things that can be changed. We can talk about that a little more in the show. I think we have a whole yep. segment kind of Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I also, I was just thinking we all know people who do not eat well, never exercise, and are really skinny. Yeah, and, and we also know people who smoke seven packs of cigarettes a day and don't end up with lung cancer, but it doesn't mean it's healthy for them, right? That makes true. sense. That's the example I throw out there. Very true. Yeah, and there's no there's no genes for obesity. Right. You know? And we know today more than ever that our lifestyle can turn genes on and off. Even if there were a set of genes, we could turn those off with how we live how we handle stress, how we exercise, how we eat. Right. What, blah, what blah, was blah. the saying you had there, Aaron, something about you can't, can't outrun? You can't outrun a bad diet. Right. You can't outrun a bad diet. And sometimes, you know, the with the genes not de- not deciding how big you are or your your weight, it, it's a lot of personal choice. I mean, there's, you get to choose if you're going to eat a pound of sugar or if you're going to eat a nice, thick, juicy, wonderful steak topped with bacon. Delicious. But you're saying that there are some things that may predispose People to being heavier and that there are things that I guess you can do in your office that may help. Them. Yeah, there's some, there's some testing that can be done to to find out if there's things out of balance. We'll talk about more more of that in a bit. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that after we get back from the break. We'll talk about how um, it may not be your fault that you're dealing with uh, weight gain here, and there's lots of different reasons. So stick with us. Uh, you're listening to Naturally Speaking on Big Five Fifty KTRS. Welcome back to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking from the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. And we're back with Naturally Speaking. You've got the Institute of Natural Health here in the Caldy's Coffee Studio. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Seth Gerlock, and with Dr. TJ Williams and Miss Erin Flynn. Um, today we're talking about weight loss. And how it may not be your fault. So we're looking at some of the things that can cause that. We're also uh, knocking out some myths. So we had a couple left. So why don't we just go ahead and finish those up. Let's hit them. I need to clear the air here a little bit. 
Um, this could kind of go in one, but I see a lot of people that when, when they're trying to lose weight, they either skip meals or they only have like shakes or juices for a meal. And that just kind of drives me crazy because I, I never see that work. No, it's, it doesn't work that often. A lot of the uh, shakes that people choose to use as like a meal replacement or something like that, they're typically really high in sugar. They have to make them high in sugar to make them taste anything like you a human wouldn't want to eat. They're just most of them are not not good. Everybody out there has tried some shakes. I've tried a bunch that just were just horrible, and it's just it doesn't work very well. True, like even in the ones at Whole Foods, you'll see they're filled with fruit or whatever, but they still got you know 50, 60 grams of sugar in one little bottle. So you're just you're plugging back a huge bottle of sugar. It's I can say it may not be any better than a soda. Right, you know? right. 60 grams of sugar, that's like 12 teaspoons of sugar. Is that true even if they're protein shakes? Yep. They still have sugar in them? Yep. It's unfortunate. doesn't make any sense, does it? No, nope. it doesn't. <laughs> she's, over, she's got a little bit of a perplexed look, folks. She was so excited about this topic, and now she's like, huh, that doesn't make any sense. I trust you on it, but it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because it seems like – that's what you would eat if you were trying to lose weight and yeah. gain muscle. Right. And it's, it's you're actually better off just eating a piece of chicken or eating a nice big juicy steak or a pork chop or something like that than you are trying to have a have a shake. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, another one is we see people a lot. They say, well, we'll come into the office and we say, so what would you have for breakfast? And say, well, I don't eat breakfast. I'm trying to lose weight. Silly. Silly, silly, silly. So basically what they're telling us, folks, is they had dinner last night at, you know, we'll give them a range from somewhere between 6 and 9, and they probably didn't eat anything after that, or they likely didn't, and then they went to sleep, and they got up in the morning, and they got themselves ready, and they got off to work, and they get to our office, and if they're our first appointment in the morning, they didn't see us until 9, And so we've gone 12 hours without eating, and they're going to go another probably two to three before they have lunch. So we've just gone 15 hours without eating. Most of us do not do a very good job of processing that. Our brain is tired. Our liver is searching for protein and some B vitamins. We're just crying out for help. We're just starving ourselves for no good reason. The human body wants to be woke up and fed quickly. Right. With massive amounts of protein and lots of fat. Yeah, and what happens if the body thinks we're in starvation mode? We save every calorie we can. We store it all as fat. So by not eating, you're just making yourself fatter. Wow, so that's just the cycle that people get in when right. they go on a diet and then they end up you know, losing weight and then gaining it back plus more, and right. that makes sense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Can the I, light switch is going on. Can I harp on my plate for a minute? Oh, buddy. Or we could talk about the food pyramid, too, but now it's my plate. Yes, yes. For those of you out there who don't know, the food pyramid has been replaced by this atrocity called the my plate. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Seth. So what we got here, we've got about a quarter of the plate. So it's a plate, and it's divvied up into fourths. So about a quarter of it's protein, a quarter of it is vegetables, a quarter fruits, and a quarter grains. And then, of course, on the side here, we have a nice cup of milk to go with every meal. Boo. The cornerstone of any nutritional meal. Mm, yep. Nice glass of hormones and... Blood and pus. <laughs> oh, I'll say it. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, folks. Every every gallon of milk, you're going to have about a ounce of blood and pus in there that's okay to be there. It's 
it's terrible. And yeah, think about that the next time you pick up that glass of milk. Ugh. Right. Something to make it easy for you. Instead of a my plate or a food paradigm or things like that, the things we tell our patients are: take a plate, cut it in half. All right. So we only have two things here. Half of your plate, make vegetables. Pile it high with raw, nice, green, leafy, healthy vegetables. Delicious. And half of it, make it meat. Pile it high with meat and fat. And then <laughs> top it all off with bacon. <laughs> I got them all rolling. Folks, if you could see the studio now, they're, they're actually bent over a little bit laughing. <sighs> what about it's fruit? True. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of fruit. A lot of people can have fruit, but if you're, if you're sick, if you have heart disease, diabetes, um, if you're inflamed... If you eat fruit, you're just eating more sugar. Fruit is nature's candy. So we take that away from people who have con- issues or conditions or concerns. Now, if someone comes to us and they're relatively healthy, we've got a few people that are in there just in our office just for anti-aging and they want to stay as healthy as possible. Sure, they, they're they fine. They can have some fruit. I don't have a problem with can that. Can they have a piece of bread? Um, No, not really. It's <laughs> going to be full of gluten and yeast. So, uh, What about... You know, whole grain bread, and I know there are all of these, you know, ancient grains. Any of that? To actually, two slices of whole wheat. I think the study said that two slices of whole wheat will raise your blood sugar more than a candy bar. Wow. Mm-hmm. So think about that the next time you put that nice burger together and have that big old chunk of bread there. Yeah, no what about thanks. rice or quinoa? What about them? Can you have those? Because uh, they don't fit into your vegetable protein sure but they're grains and so um, you know in small in moderate amounts sure i don't i don't mind most people having a little rice or quinoa and mainly because it's it gives them fiber and so i'm okay with that for the most part what about beans what about beans (laughs) (laughs) where do they fit um well it it depends a lot of times with beans we actually want to find out if a person can tolerate beans we will we will do food sensitivities to find out with beans because beans actually contain these things called anti-nutrients. So they can actually deplete our body of things that we think that they shouldn't. And a lot of people don't realize that beans aren't really a healthy choice unless it's something that's specifically healthy for you. Like personally, I can have beans. Beans do not create a problem for me. I'm not sensitive to beans. And so I eat beans. But we have a lot of clients that come to us, and they cannot have beans. They test very positive, very high for a lot of the beans. I always think that I'm going to get a simple answer, like, yes, beans are good, or no, beans are bad. Yeah. You still think you're going to get a simple answer? <laughs> you're not, I'm still hopeful. Yeah, you're <laughs> never going to get a simple answer from me. Nope. You're listening to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS uh, with the Institute of Natural Health. I'm Dr. Seth Gerlach, and with Dr. TJ Williams and Aaron Flynn. Today we're talking weight loss, so we just busted a bunch of myths, and we went off the rails, and Aaron brought us back, so here we go. Uh, so remember, um, if... For those of you who are listening, we said it may not be your fault you are gaining weight. And there's lots of different things that can cause this. One of the ones I want to jump in and talk about is your gut. Yeah. And actually, so the actually in particular, the bacteria in your gut, if those get out of, out of balance, that can throw off how we, uh, what our, um, Excuse me, what our... Uh, he blanked. Folks. God, he, he blanked. If you could see his face in here, ladies I and keep gentlemen. thinking about steak and bacon, and <laughs> I can't at <laughs> it. Well, you see, he froze. What he's trying to say is... is it's our cravings, what we're craving, yes. and how we keep weight on or take it off. So we have about 100 trillion different kinds of bacteria in our gut, and we want a lot of good bacteria and not a lot of bad bacteria. When those get out of balance, think of it like a seesaw, 
when those get out of balance towards one side, that's when we start uh, keeping the weight on. And actually, too, I wanted to say, if you do have sugar cravings, a lot of people come in, they have sugar cravings. That's yeah. u- that's usually from the bacteria in your gut. They're crying out for more sugar. Right. And in our gut, we have to remember. I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron's got her hand up. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this thought. <laughs> with 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 these sugar cravings and the bacteria in our gut creating all this, a lot of things that happen. We we make our neurotransmitters. The the things and chemicals in our brain are made in our gut. And when our gut is out of balance with these bacteria crying, it throws out of whack our neurotransmitters. So our brain is actually thinking we need to have this sugar because the information is all mixed up. We're getting mixed signals. And so, again, it may not be your fault. So my my first thought was this is why people eat activity, Activia with the probiotics, and isn't that what it's supposed to be for? But then I thought you're saying don't eat dairy, so I'm confused. Yeah. So probiotics in in a lot of yogurts are not necessarily alive by the time they get to a person eating them. They're alive when they start, but by the time we ship these things across the country, they sit out, you know, on the shelf. They likely are not alive, and they're not a very high count. Um, we want lots and lots of bacteria. We're better off taking probiotics if we're looking to increase the bacteria in our gut. But again, we have to make sure that your gut is in a situation where probiotics are going to help. So taking a, an oral probiotic, a pill, is a good thing for some people? For some people, and for some people it's not. It will eventually, it can eventually get to being a, a good thing, but it may not be a good thing to start with. So sometimes our, our guts are, are leaky. We've talked before on the show about the this thing called leaky gut. And sometimes the good bacteria can get through and aggravate our system as well, and then our body starts attacking the good bacteria as well. So that's a, a big problem, and we don't we don't want that to happen either. So it's it's kind of touchy, and you kind of got to know what you're what you're doing. And not everyone out there is is trained like we are to identify these types of problems and help people walk through the forest to get out on the other side healthier than they were when they started. So unless you know what is going on with your gut, you don't recommend taking probiotics? Not likely. And I've also heard, I don't know if this is correct or not, that probiotics generally have to be refrigerated. And if they're not, if they don't have to be, then you shouldn't. It's probably not very powerful. Is that right? Kind of. There are, there are some out there that are, the refrigerated ones are usually more potent. They have more strains of bacteria. They'll, they'll last longer if they're refrigerated. But some of the ones that are not refrigerated are not – they're not horrible products either. They're just – you just kind of got to know what you're looking at. And, you know, we, we try to help our, our clients by educating them regarding those types of things because that's a very common question that we get is, you know, what about this one? What about that one? What about something else? Well, I, I can't speak – I can speak to each of them individually, but that would take us forever and we, we don't have time for that. But in general, yes, that's a correct statement. Can I throw out a study? Throw out a study. It's a it's a mice study. It's kind of cool. So when uh, in the study, young mice were giving uh, given low dose of antibiotics, similar to what farmers give livestock, and all the mice developed about 15% more body fat than the other mice that did not get any drugs. So this shows us that we need to take really good care of our our microbiome and all these bugs in our gut. So some of the things that throw this off could be antibiotics, like we just talked about. Um, 
non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like, you know, <clears throat> Advil, Aleve, things like that for pain. Um, birth control pills can do it too. Stress is a big one we see in people that could throw off their gut. And uh, uh, obviously a standard American diet full of grains and inflammatory foods and sugars and gluten. dairy and gluten. All these really, really throw this off. Yeah, so basically what we're saying is in in uh, layman's terms here, he's talking about it may not be your fault because your gut is out of balance. But you need to know if your gut is out of balance so once we can help you get that back into balance so then the weight just falls off. And that's something that you know a lot of our clients will bring that up. They come to us because they're you know tired of having heart disease or you know they're tired of, of their high blood pressure or they're tired of, of whatever – and we start working with them, and then three weeks in, they're like, my gosh, I've lost 10 pounds. What happened? Like, well, we're, we're helping your whole body get healthy again. Yep. So, And there's uh, we talk about patients all the time, but remember the lady came in. It was actually this week or a couple weeks ago when we did a stool test on her. And remember, all her bacteria were completely out of balance. She's been struggling with a weight gain forever. Yep. And we're already seeing the weight come off, she told us. So. Yep. Start amazing. to fall off just by balancing out the gut bacteria. It's so amazing. Is this why I've heard a lot about diets recently where people eat only vegetables and meat and I guess fat for 30 days and then mm-hmm. they're supposed to not crave the sugar and the grains as much? Yeah, and it works. And you can talk to these people that do it. I, I forget what the name of it's called, something about a 30, perfect 30, plan 30. I, I'm not sure. Something like that out there. And yeah, it People lose weight, and it's very simple and easy to do. Eat meat, eat lots of fat, eat vegetables. Can't go wrong. Do it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what can cause us to keep that weight on. And later in the show, we have tips for you at home if you're struggling with weight gain. So stay with us. This is the Institute of Natural Health on Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking. The show that teaches you how to achieve wellness naturally on KTRS. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. Welcome back. With the Institute of Natural Health, I'm Dr. Seth Gerlach. We've got Dr. TJ Williams in-house and Aaron Flynn. Institute of Natural Health is an integrative health and wellness clinic right here in St. Louis. Uh, We see lots of different people. One of those big complaints we get is weight gain, so we're talking about that today. We're going to talk about how weight gain may not be your fault and some of the causes that could be hindering you. So another one we just talked about is your gut, how your gut bacteria has to be balanced. Now let's talk a little bit about how stress can affect you. So stress is a huge player in not only weight gain, but all disease really. Because stress is, it raises our blood sugar, it raises our blood pressure, and it spits out this inflammatory thing called cortisol. You probably guys have heard of that. Yeah, cort- cortisol's been around the around the block a few times. There've been commercials on television. You know, lower your cortisol, it increases belly fat and all this stuff. It's true. When high levels of cortisol cause our body to make this this hormone called insulin, and so we absorb more sugar. And we said earlier in the show, eating sugar is what makes you fat, and so. If we can get that under control, you will start to lose weight. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I know 
personally for me, when I'm more stressed out or haven't gotten enough sleep, I am more likely to eat things that I shouldn't. Yeah, you'll fall right to those comfort foods. Right, exactly. Yeah. When when you have enough sleep and you are well rested and not as stressed out, it's easier to avoid the things that you aren't supposed to eat. But what do people do who simply have a lot going on? It's not always you know, feasible to completely eliminate stress? That's that's a great question. So one of the things that we like to work with people is regimenting their day, getting them to go to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time, eat breakfast at relatively close to the same time, you know, go throughout their morning, have lunch as close to pos- uh, at the same time as possible, have their snacks scheduled, have their dinner scheduled. So All of that eating helps regulate our blood sugar. One of the biggest stresses that we don't even realize is a stress to us, something that we don't perceive, is our blood sugar going up and down and up and down and up and down. And when it does that over and over again, our body responds in a negative way. We don't like that. Our body doesn't like when our blood sugar is out of control. And if that happens long enough, people end up with this condition called diabetes and most of you out there know someone who's afflicted with diabetes because it affects a lot of people. And so we just work on getting people into the same regimen. You know, a lot of people out there have a really stressful work week, and then they look forward to Saturday because they can sleep in. Well, that's actually one of the worst things you can do is just fall asleep late and then sleep until noon and then get up because you just threw your entire daily clock out of whack. I mean, we all know how hard it is when we go through the uh, the time change, when we spring forward and fall back with that hour of time change, that throws us for a loop. Now imagine taking a day where you sleep an extra six hours or sleep six hours later. It's just really, really hard on us to to recover from that. Yeah, and Aaron, I got another suggestion for people that I usually tell mm-hmm. them is um, try to recharge. And it's usually best to do this around noontime because it cuts your day in half. So find some quiet time. Um, if you're in an office, close your door, shut the lights off, do some deep breathing, even some meditation. If you can do that, that's amazing. This just resets the body, gets you out of that fight or flight mode and into that rest and digest mode. And and he lives this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not kidding you. We'll be going along throughout the day and we'll be like, hey, where's Seth? Where'd Seth go? No one knows where Seth is. He's off in the back with the door shut and the lights out doing some meditation. He does it, folks. I, I have to or else I just get... I. There's be there'll be days where I'll be overwhelmed, but if I meditate, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's feasible, it's possible. You just have to get yourself trained to do it. Yep. I know something that has worked for me too, and I'm not the one who's generally there to give suggestions, but um by all means. I well, I think learning to make your health a priority is really important and it made a big difference. For me, I learned that when I got sick, that there were a lot of things that I was stressed over that I thought were extremely important, but none of those things are going to matter if you don't have your health. And so while you can't eliminate all stress, there are probably things that you are worrying about or that you're spending your time doing that you aren't benefiting you. You're not getting any, you know, benefit back from it and that could be eliminated and help simplify your life and lower your stress level. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great point. We like to we like to help our clients as as best we can figure out where are things that 
where are things in their life that we can help them by, you know, walking them through, this is how you go about doing something like this, or these are some options that you can try at home. And, you know, like Dr. Seth said with the, with the meditation, getting people to start meditating, meditating is difficult. It's hard work. You gotta, you've gotta train yourself to be able to meditate. So there are apps out there. I forget. He's, Seth, what are, what are some of the apps out there? There's some guided meditation apps. Um, that are out there. And I'm trying to he's, think of it. He's over there. He's got his eyes closed. He's meditating, yep. thinking about it. Uh, I can yeah. see it. Um, um, but there are, if you if you search for those, there are some out there that can help you. Oh, Dr. TJ, I pulled it up. Oh, he's pulling it up. That that can help you learn how to meditate so it makes it easier and more, more um, uh, healthy for you to get your cortisol under control, get your stress levels down. Um, I know there's, some, there's a uh, lady out there on YouTube um, – or she did a TED talk. Her name's Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, Amy Cuddy, and she talks about posture and changing hormone levels. And it's a wow. really, really good talk. She talks about you know standing and and getting power and and that these types of things decrease our cortisol levels because if, you know people out there have a boss that's horrible and yelling at them all the time. They, that's a very stressful environment to be working in. And I know that a lot of people have that sort of thing going on. And these are just some things that they can do to, to help le- alleviate that stress. Headspace is the app. Headspace, there we go. I couldn't think of it. All right. Uh, another thing that we talk about with weight gain is toxins. So we live in a toxic, toxic world. 80,000 chemicals have been approved by our friends over at the EPA to be in our land, air, and water. And that's since World War II. Yep. And some of them have been tested for safety. Not all of them, and none of them have been tested for safety when they interact with another chemical. Yeah, that's a lot of chemicals. I, I'm no I'm no math wizard, but eighty the permutation for eighty thousand has got to be astronomical. I, I'm I just I can't do that math. Yep. And so since all these toxins have really kind of skyrocketed in the past ooh, 40, 50 years or so, uh, the Harvard School of Public Health found that obesity rates in infants less than six months old have risen seventy three percent since nineteen eighty. So we got obese infants. And infants, it's oh, not no. it's not the fact that the infants aren't doing their daily exercise or <laughs> you know they're even eating the wrong things because they're living on breast milk usually. Right. So what's going on? Well, we know now that there's another study that shows that the average newborn has 287 chemicals in the umbilical cord blood before they're even born. 287 before they're born. Is that recent or is has that always been the case no it's recent so it's a change yep and the likelihood is that that number is going to go up so if they they did that they repeated this study in five more years there's likely to be more chemicals why because we're exposed to it if you walk outside and take a deep breath you're breathing in all the chemicals that farmers are spraying on their on their fields you're breathing in all the toxins from all the cars that are driving around you're breathing in all the toxins that are there when you when you paint the walls. I mean, anybody that's remodeled their home knows that that paint gives off fumes. Buy a Tempur-Pedic mattress and smell that thing for the first month. They they just are horrible, full of chemicals, and we're exposed to that. You know, like makeup. Women women <laughs> women consume like seven pounds of lead from the makeup that they wear over their lifetime. Seven pounds of lead. You should see the look on Erin's face. She's got this yes. frown like, oh, no. I was not happy about you taking away sugar, but now makeup, yeah. it just 
You got to yeah. pay attention to the makeup that you're wearing. I mean, this, there's stuff out there that doesn't have this, these chemicals and things in there. And, you know, a lot of people, I just saw a thing yesterday. I, I'm always reading. It was about Hershey's syrup. Now, not an advocate of Hershey's syrup, but they have this new one that's out, Simply Five. It's got, it's an organic sugar, not any healthier for you, but it's got five ingredients, which is a far cry from the syrup that they've had before that was full of chemicals, full of preservatives. That we all grew up on. That we, oh, yeah. yeah. Chocolate we milk. all grew up on. Chocolate milk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Put it on the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Washed it down. It was delicious. Yeah. So I hope you guys feel a little better after uh, hearing you guys are full of toxins in your core blood. <laughs> all right. That's great. And we were full of those toxins, too, until we learned. You know, we have a Maya Angelou uh, quote in our office that, you know, we think it applies to everyone. It's, you know, do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. So as you learn, you can you can implement these things for yourself as well. Right. Great. So we learned a lot this there. Uh, when we come back, we've got some at-home tips for you if you're struggling with weight gain. So stick with us. This is going to be really informative. Uh, you're listening to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking from the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. Welcome back to Naturally Speaking. You've got Dr. Seth Gerlach here along with Dr. TJ Williams and Aaron Flynn. We're going to recap quickly what we went over today. So we found out today that if you're overweight, it may not be your fault. It could be a lot of different things. It could be your gut bacteria is out of balance. It could be that... You're full of toxins. It could be that you're really stressed out and holding on to that weight. Or it could be that you're not sleeping enough or your sleep schedule is off. Or it could be you don't know the right foods to eat. So it could be all of those things. So let's run through some at-home tips for you if you're struggling with holding on to some weight here. Number one, this is a really important one, make sure you drink plenty of water. A good rule of thumb is drink at least a half an ounce for every pound of body weight. So that means if you weigh 200 pounds, Drink no less than 100 ounces of water to water per day. Uh, we like reverse osmosis and distilled water in our office. That's the most pure, uh, no toxins, no anything like that. Next, get eight hours of sleep a night. This is when your body recharges, resets, and studies show that people uh, that have the least amount of sleep gain the most amount of weight. And, and try to remember, too, to sleep at the same time. Fall asleep at the same time, wake up at the same time. Number three, take 15 minutes a day to rewind, relax, recharge. So it could be at your lunch break or something or sitting even in your car even. Just turn uh, turn the music off, turn your eyes off, do some deep breathing, meditation. It's great for resetting the body, decreasing the stress. Hormone. Turn off your cell phone. Yes, that'd be a good thing. Yes. Next is switch up your diet. Um, shoot for organic foods, high-fat foods. Uh, meats, vegetables, proteins, don't eat too much fruit, no candies, cookies, crackers, things like that. <clears throat> Next one is eat a big protein and fat-filled breakfast. So we talked about today how people that skip breakfast, they are more prone to actually gain weight. One of our myths that we busted today. That's right. And the last one is detox. You can detox yourself. You, know, you can do this by sweating. So you can do that by exercising. You can get in a sauna or infrared sauna. And actually drinking more water will help you detox also. All right, so with all that, we say um, you could come get tested at the Institute of Natural Health. We do testing for gut bacteria, like we said. 
We can test for heavy metals to see if you're full of metals causing this. And we also test food sensitivities to see if you're eating the right foods for you. Because you, if you don't eat the right foods for you, you're mo- more prone to put on weight. And, and whatever you choose to do, make make sure you, if you're going to a different location, that's fine. Just make sure that the doctors that you're seeing understand the complexities and things that are going on because not all doctors are trained the same. Not all doctors know the same information. Some of this stuff's really cutting edge, and you've got to you got to stay up with it to to understand what's going on. So, well, what I think is so interesting is that I'm guessing there are so many people out there who are not seeing a doctor, who are not necessarily obese, but have gained a lot of weight and have no idea that there could be something going on that is making them either retain the weight or crave the things that would make them gain weight. I think a lot of people don't even realize that. It could be something physiological and not just a lack of willpower. Yep, we're here and we're ready to help. <laughs> yes. If you do like, if you would like some more information, check out our website at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. It's got more about the clinicians, about the services we do, the conditions we see. It's loaded full of stuff, so that'll keep you busy for days. Uh, if you want to leave a question for us to answer on air, check us out on our Facebook page at Naturally Speaking Radio. Leave a question or comment. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us if you'd like to hear something else next time. All right, guys, anything else before we close out? I'm ready to go. All right. Great show. All right, great show. Thanks for tuning in. You've listened to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS, and we'll see you next week. This has been Naturally Speaking, the show that helps you improve your lifestyle naturally. Naturally Speaking. For more information about the Institute of Natural Health or this show, contact them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com.